Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Monster Monday presented by DraftKings, of course, America's number one rated sports book app. What a day. What a week. Today begins the quote-unquote legal tampering period, which, by the way, the NFL has just totally adopted and embraced, which is hilarious in and of itself. We also have my buddy Trey Wingo, one of the most well-known voices around the NFL for, I don't know, last 20 years, maybe more than that. He will join us momentarily. Perfect day to talk to Trey about all the new cool stuff he's got going on as well as the start of the 2021 NFL New League year. We will have a Spread the Word winner this week via social media. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. The shows are all at Ross Tucker Pod. You know the deal. Just like in Top Gun, engage, Maverick, engage. At Ross Tucker NFL, just retweet or like or reply or quote tweet or just do something. I don't even care. I'll notice and I'll sign something and send it to you. Sponsor confirmation email winner as well. How about HBO Max? Talking about HBO Max this week. Got a new little sponsor for the show. That'll be cool. Tell you about them on Wednesday. And then the YouTube shout out. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. All you have to do is subscribe. It's free. And then comment on any of the videos I notice. And I like doing the cameo style shout outs i also like when there's this much news to get to in the nfl i mean a ton of stuff but we'll start with the big show and we'll start with trey wingo the big show so i already introduced him a little bit trey wingo you can check him out on twitter at wingos w-i-n-g-o-z and i know you've been on the show before trey yeah and i know i've asked you before where the wing goes as the handle came from, but I forget. Where, 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 yeah. What's up with the Z at the end? Oh well, first and foremost, like your music to start this podcast is better than a triple shot of espresso. Like I, you know, it's uh, I, that thing hit the. I was like, okay, we're good. Like, right <laughs> it off my chest. Uh, strong in there. Long story short, when we got our first email account for the family, when you only had one email, you know, for everybody. Um, we wanted to do Wingo's with an S, but it was taken. 
So we just took Wingo's with a Z because it sounds the same. And that's how that sort of happened. That is amazing. I, I love <laughs> stories like that. There are still people out there where you email them. It's like Dan and Patty or. Yeah, exactly. Or exactly. It was that's an old amazing. Errol. I think it was errols.com was, was where we got our email from. And of course, now there's a million emails in a million different places. But yeah, so that that's uh, everyone says, is it wing Oz? Are you like trying to be? No, I'm like, no, it's just Wingo's man with a Z. It was lazy. It was easy. It sounds the same. It was that was it. You know, it's funny, Trey, because I can remember when I was a player, 01 to 07. Certainly, I remember you at the end of that, but I think maybe the whole time. I mean, I said 20 years at least as one of the prominent voices in the NFL. When did you start with ESPN, and when did you start doing heavy NFL stuff? Yeah, I started in November of 97, uh, was my first time on ESPN. And then, you know, I got into the draft very early uh, and did a bunch of – I let them know I wanted to do as much football shows as possible. And we launched NFL Live in August of 2003, and that went 15 years. Uh, so, yeah, and then, you know, obviously the draft after that and primetime came after that. But, uh, yeah, from 2003 on, I was essentially just uh, uh, mostly NFL. It's awesome. I mean, you you picked the right sport, man. You picked the right you picked the right horse. Hey, the, the way I pick it, the right sport picked me. Like I I can tell you this with great definitiveness. I've always been a football fan, specifically an NFL fan, because I grew up on the East Coast, uh, and you know, not a lot of huge college football in the Northeast, right? So it's not you get excited for uh, you know Lehigh Lafayette occasionally, maybe you know. Uh, <laughs> Muhlenberg, Moravia. I don't nice, know. Nice. <laughs> uh, but, you know, for me, I grew up a huge, like as a kid, I would like draw plays and draw that stuff out. So I, I always love the game to me. And I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Football is the only true team sport there is, right? You got to have 11 guys on one side of the ball pulling together. And if one guy screws up, everybody's effed. And that's what I love about the game. And you can't, you can't skate your way. Like, okay, we, in the NBA, we play over 80 games to eliminate less than half the teams from the playoffs. And that doesn't make sense to me. Now, I can do it in hockey, too. But in hockey, if you don't try every night, you're going to get out of you. So, the ultimate team game is football. And that's the thing that I was about it. So, um, mention your time at ESPN. You've now moved on to some really cool, exciting things. I'm sure you get asked this all the time. What's your stock answer when people say to you, uh, how would you describe your time at ESPN? What would you say about ESPN? I know you get asked about it all the time. And I don't mean, yeah. you know, the end. I just mean your yeah. unbelievable run there. Well, it was great. I, I, I grew up as a kid in Connecticut, okay? I was one of the few that, like, is from here. Uh, I grew up in a little town called Greenwich outside of New York City. And, uh, you know, I remember coming home from college one summer and turning on ESPN and like, the hell is this? I mean, it was like, you know, Australian rules, football and everything else, you know, that little thing the, ref, the refs used to do. And so I thought it was pretty cool. And I thought it'd be cool if one day I could work there. Um, so I, you know, again, uh, we moved back here in 1997 and uh, it was phenomenal. It was great. Like, I'll, I will tell you this, and I mean this sincerely. And I, you know, I did sports energy at baseball tonight. I covered the NBA finals, covered the Olympics for ESPN, uh, covered U.S. Open, Open Championship golf, U.S. Open tennis, Wimbledon tennis. Doing NFL Live was the, the greatest. It was the best. I had so much fun. And the guys and the people that I did it with, you know, Teddy, Damian, Stink, Herm, 
Jaws, Haji, uh, Golick, uh, Timmy Hasselbeck, Ryan Clark. Uh, those guys were the it was, it was the greatest. It was the greatest. Like going to work every day was like just uh, okay. Hey, sit around with, with your friends for an hour and do shit. And that's what we did. It was great. and people loved it. It was phenomenal. Yeah, they really did. I mean, you, that that was really the only football daily show yeah. that and I loved how they used to run it like multiple times a day, you know, so people could watch it at different times. Yeah, just so people I mean, they see it now and what it is now. When NFL Live started in 2000 it was NFL Tonight and they wanted to change it to I don't know, they wanted to change it. So, uh we started and we Tuesday through Saturday show. Uh, in other words, every year where there isn't football, uh, half an hour on ESPN two with a floating schedule, like the set time when we were going to be on. So we're on at seven thirty. We're on at six thirty. So five thirty. Sometimes we're on at three o'clock in the afternoon on ESPN two, and from that it grew to being what you just talked about—a a staple program. That was an hour long on ESPN. And for a while there, we had NFL insiders from three to four every Monday, Wednesday, Monday through Friday, and NFL Live four to five. Uh, so there was a, two, a solid two hour block of football programming, and the numbers were great. Uh, and it was just, it was, I'm most proud of that more than anything else of all my time at ESPN because that show started, it was an afterthought, it was a throwaway, and we made it into something. And we made it into something that people watched and people cared about. And that, that was a blast. So uh, I've been noticing on your social media at Wingo's that you've got a bunch of cool things going. You got something going with the Golf Channel. You've got a cool yeah. new podcast of your own. I just saw recently the deal you did with Pro Football Network. So um, catch me up and, and our listeners up on all the things you got going now. Yeah, uh, first and foremost, um, the, the the podcast is Half Forgotten History, and uh, it's basically all the things that I knew. And people told me we were doing the show that never made it on air. And we just sort of did a thematic thing about that. Like, for example, on one of your few cases when you were up on NFL Live, uh, you told us a story about you injured your back playing golf when you remember the Cowboys. And you were in the training room, if I'm not mistaken. And Parcells comes in and they said, yeah, Tucker pulled out his back playing golf. And he was like, Princeton guy soft, right? That was, that was, <laughs> right? Like, you saw him come into the, the, the training room. You're like, screwed because they're gonna tell him i hurt my back playing that was the story right that is absolutely the story and you know i never played golf after that never i i just <laughs> well you, you you can now now you can well you know what's funny about that trey because i know you're a big um golf guy it hurts yeah. my back like yeah. i'm amazed that romo can play i can't believe tiger woods was able to play at a high level recently like it the, the rotation, I mean, I'm sure I could, like, ham and egg it, right? But right. if I'm really rotating, because my dad, Trey, we never talked about this. My dad's 5'9", a buck 70. He was county golf champion. Wow. You know, it's so, like I grew up, uh, I didn't grow up in Greenwich, but I grew up going to a country <laughs> club and, like, getting less, like, golf lessons and stuff. But then I just kept getting yeah. bigger. And I like sports where if you're getting, if you're doing poorly, you just get really pissed off. And yeah. you do better. Like, you get every rebound, and you just start killing kids in football. 
Golf, that does not help. <laughs> no, no, it no, it doesn't. So the, anyway, that's the podcast. By the way, season three is about to drop. We're sponsored by Mercedes, so thank you very much for that. Um, and uh, you can catch it on my YouTube channel, Trey Wingo Presents, and it's on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast as well. Uh, PGA Tour Live is fun. I'm doing a couple of events with them. We're going to do some more stuff of that, get to call some golf action. And, yeah, I just, uh, I just signed on to be a, an equity partner and brand ambassador for Pro Football Network. There's a great people working there uh it's a great startup site that i think people are really going to enjoy and they've done some great stuff i'm really excited to be a part of that i'm going to be doing shows for them once a week uh so i'm looking forward to that too it's it's going to be a lot of fun we got a few more things coming that i can't really talk about right now but some other stuff down the stretch it's going to be fun you know i'm curious trey you know i'm not saying that leaving espn is a positive or a negative or anything like that all i'm saying is you've seen a lot of sports media changes over yeah. the years and it really does feel like the internet is the place to be i mean not, not that it would ever well, not be good to be on tv but it just does feel like the internet is growing and these podcasts it's almost like you're you're going to the right place at the right time yeah listen I, i'm not going to disagree with you the, the, if you had said to me three years ago you know you, you won't be on espn and you'll be doing this other stuff i would have said you're crazy uh, no, I'll always be at ESPN. I was there 23 years. I'll run, I'll run this thing out. We'll see what happens. But I can promise you that the digital space is where everyone is is turning to. Everyone is like, you know, cable cutting is a thing. It is. And people want to get the action when they can get it and when they can see it. So outside of like a live sporting event, which is always a fun thing to be a part of. And and, and that's why I love calling golf so much. You're, you're there. You're being a part of it. Um you get it on your time, not anybody else's time, right? It used to be, oh, this program comes on then. That's when I'll watch it. Well, outside of a game, who does that now, right? It's like, oh, I'll catch this. On, on, I'll download it. I'll catch it when I can watch it, or I'll just pick it up and stream it wherever I'm going to be. And it's a totally different dynamic. You're right. And, and it's continuing to go, and it's not going back. I can promise you that. that. That is the future of this business, where we are, how we're doing this right now. You know, it's interesting, Trey, because you mentioned the 23 years at ESPN. That basically coincided with Drew Brees' entire <laughs> career in the public spotlight, right? I mean, yep. the three years at Purdue when everybody's watching him and then everything he did in the NFL. And I was just thinking this this morning. Drew and I came out the same year, by the way, 2001, uh, which j just to put this in perspective, okay, I am really proud, Trey, of my seven-year career, right? They always say the right. average is three and a half. I don't know where they get that, but they say that. So I'm proud that I doubled that. My yeah. last season was 2007. It's 2021, and Drew well. Brees just retired, which is just insane. But the thing I was thinking about, Trey, is I don't think people realize Baker Mayfield, number one overall pick, Kyler Murray, number one overall pick, uh, even going back to Russell Wilson, the third round, I don't really remember a six-foot quarterback in the 80s, 90s, or before Drew. He almost made it so, like, it was okay to say, yeah. okay, this six-foot, 5'11 kid can play quarterback. Well, you're right. Like, the only two that you really think of before those guys you just mentioned – were Eddie LeBaron, who played for the Cowboys in the 60s, and Doug Flutie. I mean, that was it, right? That was it. And it's funny you mentioned 2001 because that was the year the Chargers and the Falcons made the trade. 
Michael Vick, who was going to be number one overall, went to the Chargers, and there were concerns about Michael Vick. I ah, six six one maybe. You know. By the way, that was one of the greatest trades of all time, or the greatest draft deals of all time, because yeah, Michael Vick went number one overall to Atlanta, and his career is what it is, and he was the Michael Vick experience. Well, the Chargers got Ladanian Tomlinson with the fifth overall pick, Hall of Famer, and the second pick, the the first, or the second, their second round pick was Drew Brees. So, I mean, it worked out pretty well, right? I mean, I know they drafted Phillip Rivers a few years later, but they did get – they gave away Michael Vick at number one. They still found a way to get uh, LaDainian Tomlinson and Drew Brees, two Hall of Famers in that draft for the Chargers. So, Trey, today starts the legal tampering period. You also you already this morning had yeah. a great tweet where you yeah. said, if it's tampering, it can't be legal, and if yeah. it's legal, it can't be tampering, which I thought was, which I thought was amazing. I, I made sure everyone was aware of the uh, third annual Frank Gore-Anthony Barr rule, which is like right. every year, there, it seems like every year there's one guy that's like, it's reported, he's done, uh, and then a couple days later, he changes his mind, and uh, the, the people are a little upset about it, so... We'll see if that happens to anybody this year. It does feel like with everything that's happened and the cap being, I don't know, $30 million less than what some of these teams thought it would be, this unprecedented year of our lives, like it's not done yet. This is all, I feel like yeah. the free agency period is the aftershocks of the, cra- the, the strangest year of our lives. I think you're right on a couple of reasons. Uh, I can point to two examples, right? First of all, the Chiefs just got decimated in the Super Bowl for one reason, one reason only. They didn't have an offensive line. Like, we can talk about too deep safety and all that kind of stuff. You give Patrick Mahomes time, he's going to carve you up. I mean, that's just what's going to happen. They had averaged over at least 31 points in every playoff game that he'd started and finished, and he scored nine points. They didn't score a touchdown. And the Chiefs just released their two starting tackles from week one in Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz. Now, granted, neither one played in the Super Bowl because Schwartz was injured halfway through the year and Fisher tore his Achilles in the AFC Championship game against Buffalo. But that tells you what a crazy time it's going to be. What is the number one priority for Kansas City? Offensive line. Yeah, we're going to have to let our two starting tackles for the year basically walk out the door. So that tells you how crazy it is. The other thing is, at this time last year, we were just realizing, okay, things are going to change and it's going to be very different. And the draft went virtual last year, and it was an amazing confluence of events and people pulling together that we were able to pull that off between the folks at NFL Network and ESPN and how all that worked out. But we still had the normal run-up, right? We had a full season. We had a combine that I was at in Indianapolis, and we had a bunch of pro days before it finally got shut down. Well, think about the talent evaluators now going into this year's draft. You didn't have a full season. Some teams played six games. Some played 11 or 12. Some of the top players that are going to draft opted out. So now you're looking to take from a year ago, thinking, okay, they didn't play for a year, and how will that affect how they play and how they're ready to go in the fall or in the summer of 2021? Then you add in the fact that we didn't have a combine, and I'm telling you, it's going to be the biggest time for GMs, scouts, talent evaluators in the history of the draft, as far as I'm concerned. There's a kid out of Miami that may go in the first round, an edge rusher. He's played one year of college football. Before that, he was a high school quarterback and tight end, and he could be a top 15, 17 pick. How willing are you as a GM or a scout or a VP of player personnel to risk your first round pick on what he might be based on that limited information? It's going to be crazy. 
Yeah, it's it's a really good point. There's there's a lot of guys that fall into that category. I mean, the Trey Lance story at it's Pro Day Friday. That's yeah. that's amazing. I mean, if you would have told me when I was playing at Princeton that there'd be a guy that played one year of FCS football as a redshirt freshman and that was going to be a top ten pick, I'd be like, "Who's it? Randy Moss at Marshall? Like, yeah. what, what are we talking about here?" Uh, last it's question, nuts. Trey. Oh, go ahead. No, I just say it's nuts. I mean, like we could have six quarterbacks go in the first round, which would match the record of 1983. And everybody talks about that 83 draft. Three of them were great. Three of them, not so much. So like we do this every year with quarterbacks. So just be careful, right? Just be careful. Last question, Trey, because I know you always have a really good appreciation for the player side of things, which is something I've always really respected. It doesn't seem like everybody in your role always is able to look at it from a player's perspective. I think it is because you're so close with so many of the analysts that you had on NFL Live. This The player empowerment stuff, the Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, what, what's your reaction, thoughts uh, on yeah. what's kind of going on in the NFL right now? Well, first of all, I, I, I always wanted to play, and I sucked. So that's a big reason why <laughs> I have a lot of respect for players like yourself and everybody else that made it out there. By the way, I got to say real quickly before we do this, I'm wearing this Georgetown hat. My son played at Georgetown, and Ross called one of his games. It might have been his best game up at Colby. And uh, so I just always appreciate that. Thank you very much. That was, um, that was yeah. an awesome day. Awesome day. Yeah, it was fun. I, I was really proud of him that day. He, he, he got after it. But um, the player power thing, good for them, right? Good for them. Like the system, until – until we don't have a cap and, and until we have like real free agents like we have in other sports, it's always going to be rigged against the players because the contracts are disappearing ink, right? Like look at all the – like I, I always hate it when people say, oh, players should honor their contract. Teams should honor their contract, right? Kyle Van Noy saw $25 million disappear. People say, well, he knew what he signed up for. Yeah, because that was the only thing, way they could get it done. I mean, the salary cap is such fun money, right? Like Tom Brady signed a four-year contract he didn't. He signed a one-year deal that can be defer a lot of the money from this year onto previous years, and they'll push the, the avalanche down the line when they have to deal with the financial ramifications of that deal. And the only deals that matter are, are, are guaranteed money in these NFL contracts. So you get as much as you can, whether you're Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson or anybody of these people. And if Deshaun Watson can find a way to wiggle his way out of Houston, God bless him. Because what's Houston done for him? In a year, they got rid of his best weapon – DeAndre Hopkins and traded for a running back. And then they found a way to disenfranchise the best player in franchise history in J.J. Watt. I mean, like, if we're really thinking about this in terms of the way other sports operate and other sports leagues operate, if the Texans in a calendar year get rid of DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt, and Deshaun Watson, they should be relegated like an <laughs> English Premier League team. I mean, that is malpractice at the highest level, and they may do it. I know Nick Casario came over from New England, and he's trying to salvage that deal but right now we have an old-fashioned standoff where the Texans feel one way very specifically and Deshaun Watson feels a very different way. So here's the key, okay? Check him out on Twitter, yeah. at Wingos, W-I-N-G-O-Z. That way you can see all the stuff he's got going on with Pro Football Network and half-forgotten history. I've seen a bunch of the clips. Looks like an awesome show. I'd love to be on it sometime. That'd be fun. You we'll tell, the, we'll we'll tell the golf story. You, yeah. Your stories, like the fact that you remember that Parcells golfing story is amazing. Check him out on social. Subscribe to Half Forgotten History. Trey, thank you so much, buddy. Really appreciate it. Ross, always a pleasure, man. Be well, be safe.
All right, there he is, Trey Wingo. Awesome, as predicted. Speaking of awesome, this deal with DraftKings this week, I mean, you've got to be kidding me, right? Like, this is the perfect deal for the NCAA tournament. Bet $4 on an underdog. Win $256 if they win. It's that simple. Do the math. We'll talk about this on the Even Money podcast tomorrow with Steve Fezzik, but bet $4 on underdog in March Madness and get $256 if they win in the college basketball tournament. Unbelievable. You guys know the deal. Uh, Must be 21 or older. Terms and conditions apply. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Morning, Ross. Well, there is an insane amount of stuff to get to today, obviously. Let's start. Drew Brees officially retiring after 20 years in the NFL, and I love the way he did it with his kids making the announcement. It would be hard for me to have more respect and appreciation for a guy than Drew Brees. And I say that because I've interacted with him privately on multiple occasions, uh, and he is unbelievably impressive. I mean... He is the way you draw it up. And to accomplish what he did in general is ridiculous. But to do it as his height, which was thought to be too much to overcome, makes it even more impressive. There aren't many people in life that actually change people's opinions. Drew Brees changed people's opinions regarding height at that position that is unbelievable. Takes. Sticking with the Saints, by the way, they also cut cornerback uh, Janoris Jenkins, and they did something a little odd with Taysom Hill. Yeah, I mean, okay. So first of all, Janoris Jenkins, th- th- this will be a good point for Andrew on Wednesday, by the way. The fact that everybody's like, oh, look, the Saints, they're, they're salary cap gymnastics. I mean... They had to cut. They haven't re-signed guys like Hendrickson. They had to cut several guys that Quan Alexander and Emmanuel Sanders and Janoris Jenkins, all of whom would probably be starters for them next year. The Taysom Hill thing, the thing that's funny about it is they just did four voidable years, Bri, just to you know give get get some salary cap relief. But they did four years. million or whatever, $140 million. And it's almost like Sean Payton's trolling us at this point. He's never going to get a dollar of it. They're all automatically voided. It's just funny. Some of the other signings around the NFL include Bears kicker Cairo Santos and defensive end Mario Edwards, Patriots quarterback Cam Newton, Bucks quarterback some guy named Tom is it Brady? Packers running back Aaron Jones, Ravens edge defender Pernell McPhee, Steelers lineman B.J. Finney, and the Bills remain active in free agency, signing right tackle Daryl Williams and guard John Feliciano. Right. So the only ones that are interesting enough to comment in my mind, Cam Newton, uh, all the insiders went out of their way to say that the Patriots are not done at the quarterback position, which I find interesting because – If that is, in fact, the case, why are the Patriots telling everybody that? 
Why are they leaking all these insiders that they're not done? That just seems a little strange to me that they that they're letting everyone know that that's the case. Uh, you'd think that if they were going to get another quarterback, they wouldn't say anything. But maybe it's because of the media stuff or the fans. I I don't know. Brady actually gets forty one million dollars this year. I think now there's four avoidable years there and blah blah blah. But he's still getting forty one million dollars this year. So. Good for Brady. Aaron Jones, Packers got it done. Now, what's interesting is $13 million signing bonus and $12 million a year. They could have had him for the next two years at $19 million if they franchise tagged him both years. You know, the Packers elected not to do that, but that signing bonus, $13 million, I guess it helps them out in the cap space a little bit for this year, which is probably one of the reasons why they did it, but... I'll be curious to see what, you know, what that entire structure looks like. And then the Bills, my Bills, they got a good core group and they want to keep them together. I think it's pretty cool, pretty fun to see that they're rewarding these guys. Guys like Feliciano and Darrell Williams, they both earned it. They both had to be on multiple teams and they, and they earned that money the hard way. Ducks takes. On the other side of the ledger, Chargers release guard Trey Turner and cornerback Casey Hayward. Lions cut tight end Jesse James and cornerback Justin Coleman. And I know the Chiefs got your attention by releasing both of their tackles, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz, as uh, you and uh, Trey Wingo already talked about. Correct. And the, the only point I'll make about this, and I tweeted this on Friday or Thursday maybe, at Ross Tucker NFL. Both these guys had major surgeries in February. Mitchell Schwartz on his back, Eric Fisher on his torn Achilles. Eric Fisher tore his Achilles in the AFC Championship game in the fourth quarter. Mitchell Schwartz uh, had never missed a snap in his career before this injury. Surgery in February, cut in March. These guys have just started their rehab. Fired, cut. And the thing is, I'm not asking anybody to feel bad for him. Like, the Chiefs are actually doing the, the right thing. They can save a bunch of money on the cap. Don't know how these guys are going to return from these injuries. The Chiefs are making the right business decision. And I'm not asking anyone to feel sorry for these guys. They made a bunch of money. It's a rough sport, tough business. We know it. Just don't feel sorry for the teams when guys hold out. When guys do what's in their best interest and hold out because it's business, don't don't feel sorry for the teams like people seemingly do all the time. Ducks takes. The Texans has been very active as they signed running back Mark Ingram. One year, $3 million. Uh, linebacker Christian Kirksey, one year, $4.5 million. Texans trade linebacker Bernardrick McKinney to the Dolphins. They get back defensive end Shaq Lawson. Swap picks three rounds for Marcus Cannon from the Patriots. You know, I think Nick Casario is going to be pretty good. I think Nick Casario for the Texans is making some good moves. I mean, I, I like a lot of these moves right now. They're going to, you know, they, they made sure they're set at running back with Ingram and David Johnson. I think that they, if you look at it, Casario wants to try to win this year. I mean, it's a lot of one-year deals and what he feels like are upgrades and then maybe he even gets a compensatory pick out of it, depending on what happens next year. But they have upgraded a bunch of spots. Ducks takes. 
And finally, we already have some moves this morning with guards as the Jags agreed to a restructured contract with Andrew Norwell and the Ravens signed Kevin Zeitler. Three years, $22 million, 16 of it guaranteed. Right, and my buddy Kyle Juszczyk, Juice, he, the fullback for the Niners, signed, I think, really late last night, five years, $27 million. Maybe I can get Juice on the show sometime soon here. As for... Norwell and Zeitler, you know, this is now the going rate for guards. Zeitler, I guess, is getting probably about $8 million a year for the next two years. That's $16 million guaranteed. My guess is it's, eight, you know, these next two years are guaranteed for him $8 million each. And, and then he makes $6 million the last year of the deal. And Norwell, I guess, gets $9 million guaranteed. So that's why, like, Brandon Sheriff being on the tag for $18 million with Washington, that's just nuts. Like, that's nuts. He's getting more than double what these other guys are getting. That does not make sense. That's not a smart move by the Washington football team. What is a smart move is to be a patron. Patreon.com slash RT Media, especially at the I think we're done here level. Shoutouts, Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision comics with an x i think we're done here thanks for listening to the ross tucker football podcast make sure to also subscribe to the fantasy feast even money business of sports and college draft all available at apple podcasts ross or wherever podcasts can be found